Welcome to the Franchise Founders Podcast, where you'll hear right from the source how people like you have been able to buy and build their businesses across different industries all over the country. Dan Claps is the co-founder of Career Transition Leads, Nurture Assist, and Find a Business Online. Christian Dadalak is a franchise consultant with Find a Business Online, and he heads up business development for Career Transition Leads and Nurture Assist. He also runs an independent franchise consulting business, The Franchise Guys. Together, they formed relationships with hundreds of successful business owners who are excited to share their stories with you. Now, here are your hosts, Dan and Christian. All right, guys, welcome to the call. Thanks for jumping on. Got Christian Dadalak and Nick Lopez here. Um, Nick, how you doing? Pretty good. Nice. Thanks for having me. Well, we definitely love line painting your brand. It's incredible what you've started and, and built over the years. Um, and Christian as well, thanks for joining. Happy to be here, man. Super excited to talk to you. Super excited to talk to Nick and hear his story and uh, to get this going. So thanks for coming on, guys, especially you, Nick. Let's go. Well, just some quick introductions. My name is Dan Klaps. I'm the founding partner at Find a Business Online. We're the largest franchise consulting firm. We help people invest into franchises. What's pretty cool about what we do is it's a totally free service for the franchise, potential franchise owners. Think of ourselves like a recruiter, executive recruiter that finds jobs for candidates, except we help find the right franchise for our candidates, get them approved and awarded into the right business, and we're paid by the franchise out of their marketing dollars. It doesn't cost you anything to work with us. And uh, Christian, could you give a quick introduction? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm also with Find a Business Online. I'm one of the senior franchise consultants here. Uh, love working with Dan, love working and representing such a fantabulous uh, company, if uh, that's even a word, within the franchise space. I think that we have such an immense vision for helping people live the American dream. And our goal is really uh, to help as many people live the American dream as possible. And we believe Amer the American dream is business ownership. And there's no better way to do that than through franchising. Awesome. Well, this is the Franchise Founders Podcast. So we've got ourselves a franchise founder on the call. Nick, Lime Painting, you want to give us uh, an introduction? Sure. We, uh, we do high-end painting. So we really focus on properties that are uh, in that top third of value in a market. You know, in Boise, Idaho, that could be 500,000. In Denver, a million. And LA, 1.5 million. Uh, so we do interior, exterior painting. Uh, and, and being that our demographic uh, looks at quality and, and upkeeping a custom property, a lot of times Price isn't necessarily what they're evaluating. It's more so um, bang for their buck, right? Peace of mind. And on high-end properties, there are many different surfaces that make up uh, the surfaces that we work on. And as a result, there's different coatings. And so we offer 40 different services that are painting, coatings, surface restoration. A lot of times we're doing, you know, seven, eight different uh, combination of services. And our average ticket is about $10,000. Uh, in in the paint space, the average ticket is twenty eight hundred dollars. At Texan, so in your in your financial disclosure document, your FDD, that's what you're showing in your item seven and item nineteen. Uh, I assume. Oh yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Nice. Very nice. Now, Nick, it's interesting. So, love to learn how you started live because you know I don't think of you as a painter. I don't think of any of your franchisees. A lot of people listen to call their executives. They've been running companies for someone else. Want to get into business? I don't think I've ever called you up. We talk a lot. I've never heard you say, Dan, I got to call you back. I'm painting a house right now. Um, so I guess, you know, at this point you're leading that company, but what does that look like for you, your franchisees? How'd you, and how'd you get started? 
you know, I, I never really thought I would own a paint company or be a painter. Uh, you know, personally, I was really just, uh, you know, paying for college. So initially I'm from Denver and I went to school in Michigan. I went to uh, Michigan State and, you know, out-of-state tuition is expensive. Uh, I was the guy that uh, took out a $500 credit card just to get my flight out to, to Michigan. And uh, painting. credit card, you said, right? I, and it was maxed out. <laughs> it, it was maxed out and, and so I got out of the plane and I was going to school I, I didn't even have a, a a sheet on my mattress my freshman year and uh, you know I, I looked at wrestling as being the way to pay my way through school and, and so I did that I wrestled my freshman year and, but a scholarship was a couple years out and by the end of my freshman year I'd maxed out all my credit cards and it was re it was really uh, you know find a way to pay uh, for college or go home. And, and so I had heard of some friends that were running different uh, paint companies that we're probably all familiar with. And it paid more than, you know, whatever it paid at the cafeteria. So I started a company called Spartan College Painters. And, uh, you know, I looked at big houses as paying big college bills. That was really the only intent I had uh, in the direction I was going for paint, you know, which types of homes I was going to paint. L little did I know I was stumbling on this high-end niche. So it's like 2008, 2009, middle of the Great Recession. It, you know, it's in Michigan. If you recall, the, you know, the economy was in r pretty rough shape, but Michigan in particular, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was going through neighborhoods trying to find work, and you know, it was foreclosure and uh, foreclosure signs just everywhere. Uh, if I had a little bit more life experience, I would have probably talked myself out of um, moving forward. But circumstances really were forcing me uh, to, you know, day by day, keep uh, press forward. But I kept hearing from clients, hey, thanks for showing up. Thanks for doing a good job. Thanks for answering your phone. And on the front end, they're saying, hey, are you going to run off with my deposit check? Uh, or are you going to charge me more once you start the job? And, you know, are you, go, are you going to job hop? And I'm, what does job hop mean? And so eventually I'm sitting in my business class and I'm learning about competitive advantage. And that's when the light bulb starts going off that, wow, you know, this baseline is pretty low. And, you know, me just showing up, doing a good job, answering my phone, you know, I'm really winning. Imagine if I invested, you know, my education into uh, a business model uh, for this particular niche what, what sort of value could there be uh, for clients? And, you know, they, they buy things, uh, you know, a high-end home, uh, the high-end car. Uh, you know, our demographic is used to paying for quality and expecting that, but when they go to construction or contracting, it's hard to find, uh, especially painting. And, and, and so that, that has, you know, contributed to us being the first and only high-end paint company. I, I assume it's an awesome story. Really incredible. You know, congratulations for your books. Now have, uh, you just surpassed your 50th location, right? Uh, 50th territory. Yeah, just just uh, yeah, just welcomed on uh, an, a, one of our partners in Cincinnati, uh, John Harris. Uh, oh my gosh, he was an Apache helicopter pilot. Um, just an amazing. Amazing guy, so excited to bring him on. But yeah, he's our, he's uh, 49th and 50th locations. Yeah, just that's fantastic. 
Yeah, just, you know, thinking about that, last August we had seven, or about 12 months ago, we had seven locations, you know, a year later, we just awarded our 50th location. Um, and a lot of that last year, that growth was during COVID. What do you think was responsible for that growth? What do you think led to that growth from, from you know, just a handful of units up until now you're crossing your fit, which is a huge landmark. You know, what, what's responsible for that? Yeah, we, uh, uh, yeah, I, I started my painting career 13 years ago and I knew I wanted to franchise 10 years ago. So there's a, a long trail of just intentional effort to systematize a business model that, um, you know, an owner could scale and work on and not in. You know, it's interesting, uh, you know, our managing partner, Natalie Gold, she's made a lot of placements with your brand at Lime. I, I know we, a couple months back had Discovery Day where three of our clients, we have a lot of candidates moving forward with the, the business every month, but three of them decided that Lime was what they wanted to look at and they, uh, they attended and all three ended up moving forward with your, your brand. What do you feel as a franchisor, uh, what do you think the main driving element for one of these candidates that move forward? What, what do you think it is about the business that's so appealing? You know, the reason why you join a franchise is you want the independence, you want the freedom, you want to create an asset and, and dictate your future, um, but it's risky. And in a world where, you know, there's not too many innovative products or businesses, a lot of it is com com uh, commodity, right? And uh, somebody's competing in your space, which means they've been doing it a long time. And uh, to shortcut that learning curve, you can't really do it. It takes years. And and resources and failure and everything else that goes into starting a business. And, and so when they look into a business like Lime or any franchise, the, the intent is to say, okay, well, what is the system here? What is the process? What is the differentiation? Can, can I win in this, in this business in my market? And, and with that being said, can I do it? Right. And, and what sort of support and technology and marketing and everything else that goes into it, uh, what is there uh, with Lime related to all those things I just mentioned? And, it, you know, over 10 years, uh, there was a lot of effort in doing all of that. And so um, I, I, I think that our partners can see uh, all of those pieces falling into their parts, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the people and the culture that uh, is kind of the icing on the cake. I, I was just doing a, a, a podcast this morning with our St. Louis owners, and they, they were talking about coming to Discovery Day and how initially they were looking at multiple brands and Lime was at the bottom. They'd, you know, they didn't think they were going to own a paint company, and the more they continued to learn about Lime, they, they seen the intentional effort to build a scalable business and uh, how they could see themselves doing it when they came out to Discovery Day they were able to uh, see firsthand the people and the culture and um, that, that did it for them. Awesome. Awesome. Chris, how about you? I know you've got a candidate that's uh, really interested in, in line. Uh, what, what do you feel that he, um, you know, what do you think one of the main drivers for his decision to potentially move forward is? Well, I think it's just a dialed in model with excellent culture. Uh, the process has been, 
very, very transparent. Uh, everyone on, on the Lime team has just been fantastic. But the model is, it's a, it's a dialed-in market with a key differentiator, I think, is something really, for him, that uh, really stands out. You know, it's not just like many other uh, painting-type businesses where it's, you know, focusing on the same market that everyone else is focusing on. Focusing on the upper third, I think, is very appealing to him. And, you know, at first, like most people, they're thinking, ah, oh, there's saturation, or I'm wondering, gosh, if I'm, am I passionate about painting? But, uh, you know, I, I think I'm of the camp and of the mindset that I don't think you need to be super passionate. And how, how would you handle that, Nick, when, when someone says that, you know, I don't know about, about painting. I mean, I'm just, it's not my passion necessarily. You know, you probably weren't, you know, growing up, you probably weren't thinking, man, I can't wait to own a painting franchise someday, right? Yeah, the, the opportunity just continued to woo me, right? Um, in college, I was planning on going to the University of Miami down in Florida. They had a real estate construction, like a commercial development program, and I'd get my JD and master's, all that good stuff. That was the career path I was going. But this painting business, I kept falling in love with it. Um, I'd never really done in-home sales. It's awesome. Uh, you get instant gratification transforming these spaces, whether it's exteriors or interiors. It's um, in beautiful places, right? And, uh, you know, I always say we work in beautiful places with beautiful people for beautiful people. And uh, firsthand, living that out is fulfilling. It's rewarding. And, you know, I was talking to Diva and Michael Hanley this morning, our St. Louis owners, and uh, they were speaking exactly to that. They're like, we get to love on our uh, subcontractors, our, our paint vendors, our clients, and build a culture here in St. Louis that reflects the culture at Lyme, which is love, integrity, mission, excellence. Uh, so if you want a business that can allow you to work on it, that you can scale and also you, you align with our culture, our values, um, you know, there's minimal startup costs, there's no brick and mortar, uh, minimal employees, and, uh, you know, a lot that, that creates a, a lot of uh, streamlined growth. Um, so those things are also things you want to consider and think through. Yeah, when you think about passion, too, like, you know, I know for for us at our firm, you know, we're responsible for helping a lot of people invest into our branches, right? And our goal is to help as many people as we possibly can become business owners because not only for the financial benefits, but the freedom, the confidence it gives to people that they can pass on that business to their family or, or sell the, the business. And that passion is, is one component. There's so many other, right? So for me at our firm, I know lead generation, that we, the process of finding franchisees for franchisors is a passion. Um, making that connection where the person invests in the right franchise and they call up and they thank us is a passion. Um, but there's so much more. Uh, leading a team is a passion. Taking an employee that's 25 years old and watching them grow into a 32-year-old that's making more money than they thought they could make in our own corporate team. Um, and I think for anyone listening to this podcast that's an executive, there's so many areas that you can be passionate about. It doesn't mean you like to eat the burger or work out at the gym and then open that business. Find your passion of leadership or, you know, financial gain that you can, you know, donate to others too. There's, there's so many places to find passion. And the truth is, as a CEO of the business, whether it's painting or another home services or fitness, you shouldn't be in the day-to-day -day anyway. You're not painting homes. You're running and leading a team. Um, what does that look like for you, Nick? Like, what does leadership for you on a day-to-day -day basis look like? I'd say accountability. 
you know, we talk about behavior so much at Lyme. And, uh, you know, if you're putting in the behavior, the outcome will follow, right? And uh, that really simplifies what you need to focus on, which is the right behavior and maxing out your behavior, right? And, uh, you know, you, we say if you do X and you do Y, you get Z, right? And then eventually you're trying to figure out what to do with all these Zs, and that's a good problem to, to have and a good position to be in. Um, but for me, what I, what I look at as leadership at Lyme, uh, it, it comes down to uh, accountability. Holding your team accountable? Hol holding uh, one another accountable. Uh, clearly there's a standard. Right. And, you know, love, integrity, mission excellence means a lot of different things. But that excellence component, you know, it's a high performance culture. And when we're recruiting and building our sales teams for different locations, uh, you know, if we talk about working on the business, not in it. You know, the two important roles, really the only ones we have at Lime are sales and then production. From a sales standpoint, what what generates and grows your business the most is uh, being able to create value in the market. How do you effectively communicate value for your clients and then deliver the brand? Our visual reality consultants are so important to our business, our franchise locations, recruiting the right type of people, giving them the training and the support, um, but then also holding them accountable to the standard throughout that whole process. Right, so creating accountability for what is the Lime brand. Absolutely. And since we're on the, the Franchise Founders podcast, I think it, it's helpful to kind of go back to, to the beginning a little bit as well as far as some of the biggest challenges you faced. Obviously, the challenges you deal with now are going to be different from the challenges that you were dealing with when you first started. And I think it's easy as, as newer franchisees in any franchise to say, oh, well, you know, he never went through that in the beginning, or they didn't have to deal with this. But in, in, you know, in reality, you built the entire model, so you did. And so I think it can be helpful, a helpful exercise for, uh, for potential franchisees to hear about some of the initial challenges you went through as you were creating the brand and, and going through all that initial trial and error and blood, sweat, and tears. So what's, what sort of challenges did you have to deal with initially? Yeah, it's so much uh, nuance, repetitive, issues that come up and uh, you know having scalability in mind putting process and systems around those consistent issues or bottlenecks um you know that's that's been the biggest i think i think that's what's so incredible about our franchise system in general that you know that's already been set up you know, I know, I know for me, I, I just watched a really incredible uh, presentation by David Barnes, an incredible franchise, multi-unit franchise owner and franchisor and just incredible uh, person to listen to. And he said that in leadership, he, he follows five rules, all that rules. You're either as a leader, you should be um, casting a vision, holding people accountable, um, providing resources, breaking down barriers, and you're the head cheerleader. And really all of your roles fold into one of those five categories, right? So casting a vision every day, getting that vision across, holding people accountable, as you said, in, in you know, a main role of leadership, um, breaking down barriers, whether it's as a problem solution, you know, the head of solutions uh, in your company, finding you know, solutions to problems, 
um, cheerleading your team and, and really providing resources. And that's what you're probably doing all day. So your franchisees as well, I assume, right? Once they grow that management team, salespeople. I know for us, we've had candidates that, I think we had a candidate that bought your franchise, set it up and then moved to like Lebanon to do consulting and he's still running the, the Texas location. Um, yep, that's our, yeah, our Houston owner. Houston. And then you were showing me a candidate that on your Facebook page that we placed uh, that already landed a pretty large job I saw. Mm, yeah. It's awesome. Yep. Yeah, within, uh, yeah, before we even came out to uh, field training, so, you know, when we award and welcome on a new partner, uh, you know, they start building their team and then they come to Denver for a week. And then we come out to market a couple times. Well, between boot camp, that week long training and their, our first uh, field support training around sales, they closed their first project and uh, it wasn't a small job. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I, Dan had mentioned a little bit about casting a vision as being central to what a leader does. So I'm curious if you could share with us a little bit about what your vision is for Lime moving forward and what you're looking to accomplish and, and what sort of person would be the right fit for that vision moving forward. Uh, you know, for us at Lime, the, the business is a platform, right? It's a platform for uh, the subcontractors that we work with. Uh, it's a platform for the sales, you know, our VRCs, our creators, our franchise partners. Um, the business is, uh, in, in large parts, uh, a gift, right? And and the, it gives you the ability, a playbook to level up. And level up in, in your world as a VRC or a subcontractor, that could be, you know, right now I am a prepper on this crew, but over time save up money and start my own subcontract company and uh, start saving uh, money and uh, owning my own business. That's, I've seen that happen so many times that that is just the neatest thing. The most, one of the most fulfilling parts of being a business owner. But um, you know, when I look at our future as a brand, it's continuing to, use that platform as a way to give back and empower uh, whoever it is that's in contact with the business. You know, we have a nonprofit called Limelight Outreach. And, you know, like, for example, here in Denver, we're featuring a nonprofit called Dry Bones. So for us in Denver, we've seen homelessness increase like crazy over, you know, the past, you know, five, 10 years or so. And Dry Bones works with the homeless youth. Uh, it's, it's in our, and our VRCs that here in Denver, you know, found the nonprofit, they believe in it. Um, they, they spoke it and shared it with all of our clients. And we had our, um, golf outing to feature dry bones. Um, and all the proceeds went, went to dry bones. And, and so now, you know, we just wrapped that up uh, a couple weeks ago. And, and so we'll start planning for next year's featured nonprofit. Um, you know, continuing to build the Lime brand of love, integrity, mission, and excellence, right? And so that M piece there, that's, that's the mission, right? Limelight outreach, our outreach, the give back component. Um, it, but yeah, for us, it's all about our values, love, integrity, mission, and excellence. Excellent. 
appreciate this this time you taking to share with us. Um, you know, if you're one of our candidates work with our consulting firm and you want to, you know, learn more about this business and others, you know, obviously we encourage you to work with our team of consultants. We really know all things franchise. If you're a brand listening and you want to work with more franchisees, find more franchisees, we're happy to help you there. And if you're an aspiring business owner, you're thinking about franchising your business, you know, let's talk anything related to the finding of franchisees and growing a business. We'd love to speak with you. Uh, Nick, thanks so much for the time. Thanks for having me on. Love it.